Welcome back to My First Kicks. And you know what to do. You better un-DS your favorite pair. So we can just jump into it, right? This week, my guest is Aaron Diaz. He is one of the hosts of the Goody Two Shoe Shows. Show. I don't know why I said show. And it's on YouTube. So make sure you subscribe. But he's also former guest Brian Diaz's cousin. So you'll hear parts of how they both grew up. And put them together, right? So it's kind of like a part 1.5. Anyway, how about a little bit about me? If you'll follow me on socials, you may have seen that I got a pair of Clot Air Maxes. And boy, was I hyped. Well, I'm still hyped. I remember learning about the Clot Air Max ones years ago before getting into the game. Seeing that toe box window being see-through blew my mind because I found... Because before I found those Air Maxes, I was in love with the Air Force Twos that Espo did. And if you aren't familiar with those, just know before or before you look at them up, just know it's a mostly see through shoe. And being that there was just amazing art and I I was I studied art in, in college. So your boys into art. There's just a ton of amazing art. And. There's a ton of significance behind both shoes. I had to I had to search for them and I wasn't lucky to get a pair. And now they're both going for tons and tons of money. So your boy got really lucky and I even got them on the sneakers app, which is crazy. They also took forever to get to me. So I thought I might have not gotten them. And then Nike was really playing games with my heart. So I'm just happy to have them finally. And hopefully, hopefully I can get a pair of Espos because right now I think those things are going for like $3,000 on eBay or something like that. I remember seeing like a yellowed out, like a really yellow pair like that. That that was not see through anymore. It was just. I don't know. I want to (laughs) say cream and blue (laughs) at this point. So it's crazy. And then also. I won an Emmy. Anyway, on to where you can find Aaron. You can find him on all socials at at Aaron Diaz with three Z's. It's private right now. So, you know, he might let you in. He might not let you in. So you, you won't know until you send out the request. Uh, also, give his photography page to follow because that one is accepting everybody the visuals by aaron it's two a's follow the goody two shoes show at goody two shoes lv they put out content almost every single day i won't say almost it is every single day and it's all amazing content um check out their youtube show make sure you subscribe i said it earlier i'm gonna say it again subscribe hit the notification because They just recently finished their third season and they're on their way to putting out the next season, whenever that is. So in order for you to find out, you're going to have to hit that bell. Tell them I sent you in the comments. You know, hashtag my first kicks. 
And you know where to find your boy. I am at who is Haas on all socials. Follow the pod at my first kicks pod on all socials. And, you know, give that link tree in the bio or whatever the episode description is. Hit it. You can find everything there. You can find the playlist I make every other week. I think this week I'm putting out a new one. I'm not sure. I have to look. Has it been two weeks since the last one? Because the last one was a banger. And, you know, I'm still looking for those intros. Send those to the email. I want to hear them. I want to hear some fire. And we're all, I'm also looking for a producer to help your boy. So hit me up any way you can get to me. Iron horse it, whatever. Carrier pigeon. If you want to be the producer and you got some background in it, let me know. And we also got some big news coming soon. I'm not going to spill the beans, but there's beans to be spilled. <laughs> so be on the lookout. And how about we just jump onto the episode with Aaron? to the podcast what's up what's up man thank you for having me no i had brian on so i gotta have who, who who the person that he kept saying you gotta have aaron on he got more stories than me during the episode um so you're on now <laughs> um and, that, bro. yeah of course and and you know you recently and ended season three of goody two shoes and with a, a banger of a guest abdul the man had like so many air forces I didn't even know existed. <laughs> it's always crazy when you find those like niche collections because they put you onto a lot of stuff, you know, like I think for the most part, we all know kind of the general stuff and, mm-hmm. and some of the, but when you have people that have those niche collections, they, they really put you on to some of the stuff you've never even heard of. No. Yeah. The Jixi episode was great. Um, she put on, cause like, I don't know much about Reeboks at all. And she put us on some crazy stuff on that on that episode. Um, uh, I recently had Chris Cheney on on of the Sup FM podcast and that he worked at Reebok. So he was he was like, yo, you got I have these. He has a pair of like kamikazes that were never released and like all this stuff. It was just like he was telling me crazy stories. It was a great episode. So like, you know, your 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 show puts us on to like the the like the visual of just like having like uh he pulled out uh, abdul pulled out that uno sample with where it was just laser edge and i was just like this is just crazy like my <laughs> yeah that was nuts man that was nuts yeah a lot of like i mean we we've seen the unos earlier in the season and then but then to him, for him to pull out the sample pair like that's that's what's cool to me is like i don't i didn't even know a lot of these sample pairs existed you know like you know the shoes that dropped but then the quest love mm. um Samples that he brought out, that was, those are crazy too. And then he said that even Questlove is like, how did you get those? And I was dying. <laughs> That's so crazy. Um, but yeah, for people who aren't, you know, uh, uh, people who don't know, don't know who you are. Sorry, it feels weird to say that. Uh, how about you introduce yourself? Hi, right, yo. So my name is Aaron. I am, I was born and raised in Brooklyn, New York. And then I moved to Las Vegas as a teenager. Um, my mom just wanted to get out of New York just and be in a different situation for us. She was a single mom. And so for anyone that knows 
being a single parent in New York isn't the easiest thing, um, especially in the city where it's it's crazy expensive to live. And so we moved out to Vegas and uh, I've been here ever since. Um, so that's me. I, I used to teach. Um, and then now I, I changed jobs, but I think teaching always has a special place in my heart. And then obviously I'm a sneakerhead. I've, mm-hmm. uh, I've loved sneakers for a while. That's me. And you got your show. You got to talk about your show. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so uh, my cousin Brian, uh, my boy Carlos and I host a show called Goody Two Shoes. And uh, we're, we're approaching um, our year doing the show. And uh, it just we just kind of connected through sneakers. So it kind of came together organically, which is cool. But uh, Brian and Carlos play a huge part in that. Yeah, big time. And uh, it's a, now you guys are moving straight to YouTube only. So make sure you guys hit that subscribe button. It's Goody Two Shoes LV. Right? Yeah. I got it. I got it. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so... Now that you got your introduction out the way, how about we ask that question that we ask everybody on this podcast? What's your first kicks? What's the your what's that first pair of sneakers you absolutely needed to have? All right, man. I've you know what's crazy is uh so I was I was lucky enough that my mom kind of made me a sneakerhead. You know, mm-hmm. before I even knew it, my mom was always uh, buying us the newest Jordans. The you know we had the Tims, we had the Forces, but. My mom makes it up for us, so she bought his new balances and and uh but my first pair of kicks that really got me started that really had me love sneakers was uh Jordan Cherrywood 16s. Mm-hmm. And um I remember when those came out, I think oh one, and uh I not a lot of people had them in my neighborhood. And I remember when I got them, my mom had us put them on right away and we were walking around the neighborhood and people were like, Yo, you got the new 16s? And I was a little kid, you know. So for me, it was like yo, um, where did I, uh, like, where did I get all this attention from? You know, for mm-hmm. me, it was kind of like, it was nice having that attention as a little kid. And then after that, I wanted to have all the new Jordans, all the new kicks, uh, but definitely the Cherrywood 16s. And to this day, they're still my, my grail, my favorite shoe of all time. Um, I have them in a smaller size that I used to wear, but now um, I'm in the look. So if you wear a size 12 and you got a pair of cherry with 16, something, you know, or Yo. Jordan retro them. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know, my, my listeners definitely, you know, we, we got to help each other out as I started off this podcast with helping my boy out. Like we got to help each other out. Um, yeah. I mean, was that, was that, did that, the, everybody stopped me? Was that in Brooklyn? I was, yeah. I grew up in, uh, East New York, mm-hmm. uh, the, like the Cypress Hills neighborhood of Brooklyn. Um, and I remember I was walking on Fulton and Crescent and that's where, you know, I felt like people, everyone was like, yo, you know, there was a, a Kennedy's chicken there. There was a, like a 99 cent store. And uh, that's where, that's where like three or four people in a row stopped me. And I was like, yo, this feels nice. <laughs> I mean, that's crazy. I, yeah. That break, breakneck or breaking necks. And I, I mean, you, I'm sure you did not know that as a young lad, but, <laughs> but like that feeling is, is something that, you know, it's only, I get, I mean, it, it only happens ever so often. Like now it's not like that. Like I remember, uh, you know, I guess high school, college, like around the 2000s, late to 2000, like it was like 2000s to like 2008, nine, maybe where it was just like, if you had some heat, some would be like, they just changed, they changed direction to turn around and be like, yo, and 
And, you know, we don't get we don't get I don't get that much. I don't mean I actually you know what? I, I lied. I It actually did happen to me one day. <laughs> I went into a reseller. I, so I went to Queen Center Mall and I walked into this reseller spot. It's called a sneaker store. I think it's called um, or a sneaker store. It could be one or the other. And I walked in and I was wearing my hemp's and the dude dude uh, that was working there. The I think he's like one of the owners or something like that. He like. He was like, he was like, yo, yo, you have those? And I was just like, yeah. He's like, yo, this man's got heat. And I was just like, <laughs> I was just like, I was just dying because I was just like, yo, I've I haven't had that. Like, that hasn't happened to me in forever, man. It's so crazy. Um It's a it's it's rare now, man, because I think uh one, like it seems like everything's more accessible, accessible, you know, and uh and I think people don't spend as much time as we did, you know, kind of getting to know what was up. And so for them, if they see a pair of Jordan ones, like a lot of, I know this is with a lot of like new resellers or a lot of new store owners that they don't really know sneakers like that, you know? So you mm-hmm. could walk in with a, with a pair of something crazy. And unless it has like a high value attached to it, they won't really care or they mm-hmm. won't really notice. So yeah, it's like, but there are that, that occasional, you know, like I, I walked into this store in Vegas, uh, with just some playoff eight lows. The OGs and uh, the dudes that they know their sneakers there, so they recognize them right away. Like, yo, those are OGs. Like, and so it's cool when you get that happening because it doesn't happen as often anymore. Yeah, no, it's such a like a white elephant experience now. You're just like, like you're just you're wearing the kicks for you, and then because before it was definitely like, and I mean, I'll I'll admit it, it was definitely like a yo, how many necks can you break in a day? If you're wearing some heat, but like, but it's because of the scarcity of it. Like it was so yeah. rare to like you pull out some dunkles in like 2008 and you just walking around like they're nothing. People would be like, yo, my man, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's no, that's crazy. a fact. Well, even just like, like people, I don't think just like every day in, in your neighborhood didn't have everything that dropped, you know? So if you were the kid that got everything. It was you were breaking necks. Like I remember when uh, the Royal Blue Seventeens came out in mm-hmm. the suitcases, and I remember rocking them to school. And uh, we got them as soon as they released. And uh, yo, everyone was like, "Yo, you got the Seventeens?" And it's like, "Yo," because for a lot of people, I mean, that's back when they used to sit. You could get them a couple weeks after, but yeah. when when you were that kid that got them every weekend, you know, it was it broke a lot of necks at school that Monday. Did you and your when you growing up in well I don't know how long you were in East New York but where did you have kids like that in your school that would just be like yo I got nothing but heat like every well the new Jordans every week like where did you had a couple of those yo honestly not a like it probably was was me and then maybe maybe my friend like that would get a couple of releases but like I'm talking like my mom bought us everything bro like it's it's crazy when I look back at it like. Like I remember having the the black and blue um like eighteens when they came out, the uh-huh. Cherrywood sixteens, the the Royal Blue Seventeens. Like my mom would buy us everything, bro. Like so I can't even complain. Like it's my I think my mom got me addicted to shoes. If a shoe if a sneaker was coming out, she know before I did. Cause as a kid, you don't really keep up with that. Uh-huh. So like she would tell me, like, yo, these new Jordans are coming out Saturday. I heard about them. Do you want them? And I'd be like, yeah, like, <laughs> I'll go, like, let's go. Because I knew that my friends would be impressed, you know? So it was on my mom, man. I can't take any credit. She she put me on and she was generous with it too. Like our neighbors uh-huh. that lived upstairs on the second floor, 
she was real close with them. And so she would, she would kind of pick one of them to buy the new Jordans for two. So like, I remember when we got the 17s, we, the neighbors upstairs had an older daughter. She was like five years older than me. And so she came with us and my mom bought her a pair as well. Wow. And so she, she spread the love in the, in the neighborhood. So um, yeah, my mom, my mom bought me everything, bro. Like I can't, I can't, I can't front. Like I, I had, I had to play off eights when they, when they retro the playoff lows, when they came out, oh, three, my mom bought them for me. Um, the nineteens, when they came out, my mom bought them for me. Me and my brother both had the flints and the breads. Wow. So like it's, it's my mom. And, and I think my mom vicariously living through my God brother, who uh-huh. was also a huge sneakerhead, and, uh, would give, give my mom and me shoes. And so he would kind of put her on. And then when he talked about a shoe, she was like, all right, I need to get those for Aaron and, and his brother. That is crazy. This is like, I mean, this is like a breaking news because I've met, everybody's <laughs> always like, everybody who, who's come on here has always been like, yeah, I get this one pair. I got to make it last two years or I'll go to the two for, two for 50. Got to get the, got to get those. Or like, you know, my mom didn't want me to pay for them or like, or my mom didn't want to pay for them. And I, I did the, I even have to pick video games or sneakers or, or clothes. That was my, my route. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it's, super interesting that your mom was actually into sneakers like uh, to the level that she was like that like we are now where we're like okay I, we got to know when this is coming out this is coming out or like how, how are we going to get that and it's and that is you have that that just left me speechless i don't know <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it's different like I, yeah. I i know a lot of people have like that story where like and but it's in all honesty like bro when you when you dig deeper into it it mm-hmm. was kind of like for my mom, I feel like now as an adult with my own kid, it was like her way of of making sure we were taken care of because mm-hmm. we did grow up not having the, the most. But so I think for her, it was kind of like, yo, but at least I could keep him in fresh shoes, you know? So mm-hmm. like any extra money she did have, like outside of buying us food and things like that, like she made sure we look good. And that was always important to her that we look good and we dress well. And um, like I remember having as a little kid, the like the brown leather jacket with the fur hood. Wow, okay. And uh, and uh, she was like, yo, if you would have got this a couple of years ago, you might have been robbed. So I yeah. get it from you now. <laughs> and uh, so, no, I think I think we didn't grow up rich. I don't want, I don't right want now, to yeah. assume that like we grew up rich at all. But because you wouldn't be I'm, in East New York, you'd probably be yeah. Upper East Side <laughs> and you'd be like, yeah, I went to I went to the, the riches of schools. Nah, man, yeah, nah. you were East New York. And, and and I mean, you know, like that, that's just a tough neighborhood regardless. Yeah, we lived in a basement in, yeah. in East New York, and it was just us three. But my mom did what she did. I mean, like any other mom did to to make things work. And and the good thing is that at that age, the shoes aren't that crazy expensive. So mm-hmm. you know, you could get the new Jordans for ninety dollars, eighty dollars in our sizes. And so she always she always did took care of us. And so I got to give my mom credit for that. I can't front and say like, yo, I had to. You know, I was never really into video games, so that was never an issue. But um, my mom, my mom was the one that put me onto shoes. Yo, shout out to your mom. Shout out to mom. <laughs> the the like it's it's interesting because like, damn it, I lost my train of thought because <laughs> I was gonna make a point after that, and then I was just like, yo, but I also have a good point as well. <laughs> they, they both just clashed <laughs> at each other. But the what is interesting is that you know we I, I want to say like we 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 look at material things to kind of be like, okay, this is 
the level that we're at, right? You know, we cherish them or, or you know, like, I mean, I'm sure, did you, when you're growing up, like, did you have, like, a method to be like, okay, I got to keep these clean for this long? Or, like, were you, and then also, did you get, did you have to, like, pass them down to somebody else? Or did you just keep everything as well? Yeah, so I had a, I think, I think you make a good point. Like, I think the shoes was a way to kind of, to kind of feel like we were with everyone else, you know, mm-hmm. even though we were, like, we weren't well off or we didn't have two incomes in the home. Like the shoes kind of helped us feel, but yeah, like my little brother got a bunch of hand-me-downs and, you know, and I feel bad for my little brother because my mom always bought us matching stuff. And mm-hmm. then as I grew, I got old new stuff, but then he got all my old stuff, which was the same exact clothes that he just had that he outgrew. Oh, so no. <laughs> because, you know, they always bought us matching stuff. So if I got a pair of jeans, he got the same pair. Yeah. If I got a shirt, he got the same shirt. So once he outgrew his, he just had to switch over to mine. So I feel bad for him. But yeah, oh, my uh, He was, yo, he's basically, <laughs> <laughs> he's basically, he grew out of his clothes to go back into his clothes. Like, yep. <laughs> no, that's a fact. Yo, shout out to your brother for, for, <laughs> for enduring that and being like, oh, all right. You know, I finally, I got out of this, uh, you know, I don't know. I always pull out the Looney Tunes with the, the baggy clothes, the baggy like clothes. That shirt comes out. Yeah. You'd be like, yeah, I finally got out of it. Oh, but. And then Aaron, and then you're like, oh, but here's my, here's my size. The one size up. Here you go. <laughs> Yo, I remember like, uh, there's this one shirt that comes to mind. It's like a button up Mark Echo shirt mm-hmm. and it was fire. But like, I remember growing out of mine and then he grew out of his and my mom was like, just keep it because in your brother. So I remember like three years later when it was not in style anymore or like, you know, <laughs> you know my brother's wearing this button up Mark Echo because it fit him. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. He's wearing out of out of style echo oh man that was definitely yeah. like like i mean i was i i mean i still own one echo hoodie uh yeah i think you've heard me talk about this several times but like i still own my i own my one echo hoodie i'm not gonna give up but i mean echo was the vibe back in the day man was the yeah, vibe did you ever a side note but did you ever own any of the marvel echo stuff i didn't man mm. i didn't unfortunately that- that I mean, I'm I still talk about it now because like it was one of my like how it's so crazy like how was a brand able to get all like he was he had the the I remember there was two jerseys the one I owned I had one with Spider Man on it and it was a football jersey and it was all gray but it had Spider Man just like swinging le- webs and like the webs came out of the the seventy two <laughs> it was crazy. Yep. That is crazy. And then he had one, Mark Echo had another one where it was like Wolverine slashing the 72. Like he was like, it was like he was like grabbing onto it with his claws and then just going down. It's to create, like, I wanted it all. I wanted it all. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. Mark Echo <laughs> had his, had his time, bro. And, and I feel, I still feel like it's just crazy. Like, cause I've, I've gone into like a Mark Echo store within the last couple of years and they mm-hmm. had some fire pieces, but. I think the the thing with fashion is is like we've learned to we've learned to move on so quickly that is it's hard to appreciate true design and uh, no matter how cool clothes is like people care more about the name or the brand than they do like the actual piece and so it's unfortunate because then it just we just move on so fast from all these things that are dope and uh, that's that's always been my struggle with clothes man like I that's why I love sneakers because you can appreciate the story and and the and they'll always be there. Mm-hmm. Whereas like clothing, you know, they'll they'll phase it out and then you'll be, you won't be able to find it anymore. But for clothes, like I've never I've never cared too much about like 
I've never looked into streetwear. I've never owned a, a piece of Supreme. I've never, you know, because for me, it's just, you, you pay a lot of money for some of these things. And then in a month or so, when it's like on to the next fashion thing, then it's outdated. You can't get your money back for it. And then you want to move on with it, you know? So I've always, like, I buy a lot of my clothes at like a Ross or like a Burlington's mm-hmm. or places like that. And then I, I keep it real simple. Like I rock sweats and like a, a t-shirt like but the kicks always got to shine yeah of course of <laughs> course you you end up you end up uh, highlighting the kicks if you just dress down a lot um for me it's just like you know i do the i do a rotation of it like i'll i'll definitely like i'm i mean to admit it if anybody ever sees me they know this like i just wear a lot of wrestling t-shirts and so like i wear wrestling t-shirts but if like i'm working i just wear like a flannel that goes with the kicks but yeah. i mean that's I mean, I, I obviously, I obviously wear Supreme. Like I wear some of it, but it has to like hit me correctly. And but I've I've just always been that way. Like if something hits me, like I'm like, all right, I gotta try to get it or get it. And that's how I am with always been with sneakers. But like, have you ever had like a lucky outfit that you were just like, yo, I'm not letting go of any of this stuff, or a lucky <laughs> pair of kicks that you were just like, I'm not letting go of these either, or I gotta wear these for a test. Yo, that's a good question. Um... <laughs> this is going to sound hilarious, but in Vegas, like when I got here in high school, so Vegas is way different than New York, obviously. And mm-hmm. so um, people weren't really ro- rocking Georgians like that or forces like forces weren't big out here. You know, you had every you had your people every once in a while that like rock Jordans or like new new boss sneakers. Um, but like SBs are really big out here because the West Coast and uh, <laughs> you know, this is going to be embarrassing. But so like. Vans are hot out here. Like everyone mm-hmm. wears Vans, right? And I know New York for a minute was hot on Vans too, but they had the boat. Have you ever had like the boat shoe Vans? I forget what they're called. That they look like boat shoes, like almost like Sperry's. But they're uh, no. I don't think I've ever. You talk maybe the classics? No, it's not the classic. Nah, is it the, the classic? classic? No. Nah. So these are like boat shoes. Like they're mm-hmm. like like legit, bro. You it's like almost like slippers, and then they have super small laces up at the front. They look a lot like Sperry's. Yeah, like rich white guy shoes, but I remember wearing those, bro. And uh, oh, you bought like, them? Yeah, I bought. Them. <laughs> Yo, I thought I like, you were gonna be like, oh, I've ever seen you though. No, no. So I bought them, bro, because they were super in. And so I was mm-hmm. like, Yo, let me just try them out. So I bought them, bro, and I I didn't take those off. Like I remember, I bought those this black pair of jeans and this like black leather jacket I got at Ross for like twenty five dollars, bro. And yo, it felt like every time I wore that, something good happened. Like, yo, this this one girl I was trying to get with, like, I wore that one day. I had the fresh cut, and she was she noticed me right away. She's like, yo, the, you look good. And I'm like, I right, bet I'm gonna wear these shoes every day. <laughs> and it was weird for me, bro, like uh-huh. putting them on at first because I was so used to wearing Jordans and 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 Nikes. And so they were my first pair of Vans. So it mm-hmm. wasn't even like classics or old schools or authentic Vans. It was just these like boat shoe Vans. But for whatever reason, bro, the girls out here loved it. And so <laughs> I was like, yo, I'm going to wear these all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and I wore them with that same leather jacket. So I was like, yo, it probably got played out. Or like, yeah, I just changed out the tee. Yeah. You know, and, and the pants. But that those shoes and that jacket, I wore it like every day for like uh, a quarter of school. <laughs> wow, you cleaned up. You cleaned up in them varies Van Sperry's. Yeah. <laughs> that was crazy, bro. Crazy times. Yeah. Um, <laughs> did you move out here first before Brian? Or did, did uh I feel like that's correct, right? 
Yeah, yeah. So I moved out here first with my mom. And then Brian stayed out there for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Brian was getting into a little trouble. And uh, so, you know, when, whenever you're getting into trouble somewhere, the first thought is like, yo, send him to live with family. Yeah, <laughs> pack him up and send him to Bel Air. <laughs> and so uh, Brian moved in with me. So like mm-hmm. Brian and I have been like, we've lived together a lot of our lives. And, uh, and so that's like, you know, most cousins are close, but I think that's why Brian and I are like, we're like brothers because we've, we've lived, we grew up to like, his room was right next to mine growing up, you know? And so mm-hmm. he lived out here with us for like a, a couple of years before his family moved out here. And so we did a lot. We did, we like this whole like sneaker journey. We kind of did it together. Yeah. I mean, he touched on it a little bit, but I have to ask you, why did you let him come out to school and a pair two sizes down? Yo, that's what we did, bro. Like, <laughs> so, all right. So, growing up, yeah. like, so I had, I always had kicks, right? Mm-hmm. And then Brian, Brian's mom always went the economical route, you know? So then I remember, I think his first pair of kicks came from my grandma. Like, he, you know, she would get these bags of kicks. And so, anyways, like, he started getting into sneakers a little later. But, like, yo, when we saw kicks, like, I, oh, bro, it's just like, if they, they were fire and you wanted to wear them you took out the insole you you did whatever you had to do bro and i remember like yo i think it was brian but i don't know but i I was wearing a pair of like flint 13s that were mm-hmm. too small for me bro and and finally i was walking home from school and i couldn't anymore bro it was like yo i gotta take these off and i think brian was wearing a side like a shoes that were my size and I was like, yo, just trade me shoes. Like, you could fit these or something. And he was like, nah, nah, nah. So I walked home in my socks. Yo. It was bad, bro. <laughs> yo, I just couldn't do it. Like, I did it all day because, yo, when you're in class, you're, like, sitting down. You don't mm-hmm. really got to do much. But once you start walking home, bro, and this, I had to walk, like, 10 blocks home. Yo, by the time I got to, like, the third block, my toes were killing me. <laughs> <laughs> yo, that's crazy. I mean, like, I, I, I've only gotten, well, the mo- I talked about my tweeds uh, on Brian's episode and like, I, it's a, it's a whole size down and that's the most I've ever gone. And like, it's, it kills me. Like my feet would be like, Oh hell no. Right. Um, but I mean that mentality of like, yo, if I, if it, even if it's a size down, I'm going to just put it on. Like what, what is it that you're just like, you know what, these need to be on me right now. Yo. So like, um, so I think the ones that he went to school with, if I'm not mistaken, was some glow in the dark dunks. Yeah. And uh and so when he moved out here, he didn't he didn't have a crazy ton of kicks. Mm-hmm. And uh to be fair, I didn't have a ton either, but my god brother was my size and he would send me shoes all the time that he didn't want anymore. So he had sent me a ton of dunks. And so of course it's the first day of school, you want to look fly. Yeah. You want to look fresh. And then Brian always had a bigger foot than me until now, like until we're adults. And so for him, he's like, yo, let me wear the glow in the dark dunks. And I was like, yo, they don't fit you. Like they're mad small. But for him, it was like, it was about having those shoes for the first day of school. You know, right. like after that, he didn't care. But I think it's something about like, I don't know, bro, you grew up in New York. Like everyone has to stunt like the first day of school. You know, yeah. like, that's when everyone, everyone brought out the fresh kicks. Like the, the air, like growing up, it was the, the Air Force Ones, the mids or the mm-hmm. lows, you know, everyone had a pair or the or Tim's, you know, or the pair of Tim's. And so I think it was just, that's been kind of instilled in us. Like, yo, the first day of school, you got a stunt. So showing up to school in the glow in the dark dunks, it was, it was, just, he was, he was fly, you know, he was mm-hmm. stunting on everyone. So 
I couldn't hold him back. You know, I was like, yo, it's your feet that are going to hurt at the end of the day. So, <laughs> <laughs> Did did you tell, well, did did you wearing the 13s, well, the Flint 13s, right? There was a yeah. size too small. Well, did that happen first or did, nah. no, his story yeah. happened first. And then you, you didn't learn from his story. Nah, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny, man. It motivated me. It was like, yo, if Brian could do it for a day, because he wasn't hurting as bad as I thought he would. Like, mm-hmm. he got home and took him off right away, but he felt normal. So for me, I was like, yo, maybe I could do it, you know? <laughs> like, nah, <laughs> our feet aren't the same. <laughs> yo, that's crazy. And so, like, I mean, high school, what was it? What was it like? Like, how was it? What, since, I mean, like, you were into sneakers super early. So, like, how was it to be like, all right, I'm transitioning from that New York groove or like the New York swag into the Las Vegas swag? And then, I mean, obviously we know about the varies. And so like <laughs> after the varies, once you started getting back into or like like the progression into like the sneaker, like sneaker world or like back into the sneaker world after that. Yeah, so I gotta give I gotta give Brian credit for that because so when we moved out here, we were in a better situation financially, but mm-hmm. uh, we weren't. You like New York has a culture for shoes, right? Like right. in New York, sneaker culture is a culture. So yeah, it's not just you, but it's at, like kids in your high school, people around you, and so Vegas isn't necessarily the same way. Like Vegas is very, um, you know, everyone kind of does their own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so like in New York, I knew my neighbors, like I knew. Every, if you lived up the block from me, I knew who you were, you know, but in New, in New York, it's, I mean, in Vegas, it's, it's not that way. Like you could live next to someone for 10 years and not know who they are. And um, so I kind of lost it a little bit, but then Brian, when he moved out here, he still had that mentality. So he was kind of like, and, and I still have my godbrother sending me stuff. Right. So he was like, yo, let's, let's look for kicks and stuff. And so he was really big into hunting. And obviously, so I just, I did it with him. And so what we did was try to stay true to, to like our roots. And so we, we did a lot of Craigslist hunting. Like mm-hmm. we did like, and that's how we met a lot of the sneaker community in Vegas. Like Brian and I were always on, like we were always on the bus heading to a different part of town, like, like doing trades, buying shoes, like hunting for stuff on eBay. And then, uh, then in around 2010, there was mm-hmm. a sneaker page started called Vegas Sneakerheads, mm-hmm. And uh, so we joined that group and then we met a lot of people so it made it easier to kind of stay consistent because even though like a lot of SBs were in at the time, and I've always, I've always been like a Jordan head. Um, it made it easier to find people like that. And so we kind of, we were able to kind of buy what we wanted and, uh, and keep the stuff that we like. So the transition, like I was just saying, like there wasn't much of a transition other than like, I just didn't really buy shoes for a, a couple of years until mm-hmm. Brian came back out. And then, and then it kind of, he kind of lit that fire under me again, which is which is crazy because like you know you you move your whole life into another state and you're just like oh I'm just like you kind of I feel like I mean I've never done it so I feel like you know the stereotype is basically you kind of want to just be like yo I'm brand new I'm either gonna like I'm gonna just change my like how I was if it doesn't like un- unless you were cool. And before you left and then you're like, you know what? I'm going to stay cool. But then it just backfires you like in those Disney movies. Like, (laughs) like, you know, it's it's totally different just being like, you know what? I'm going to just give up sneakers. But sneakers are part of your life. Like, you know, like and then getting back into it. And then you're just like, oh, now 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 it's that 
the the fire is beyond that because you left it. You left it and it wasn't in your brain. And now it's like, yo, but what happened if I kept going? Like you could have you could have had this, this and this. And then like, were there anything that you needed to find after? Like when you were just like, OK, now I'm back in it. Let me go. Now, what did I miss out on? Do I have to get these now? Yeah. So like I think uh, I, 12s are, are my favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of my favorite Jordans. Um, and so when when I first started to get back into it, that was the that was the shoe I needed to get. So I remember um, before they retroed, I really wanted a pair of Cherry 12s and uh, I was able to get them. And then, I, you know, I got a pair of Flint 12s off eBay for like 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. Then you know what they had. And then uh, so I, I collected a lot of 12 and then I got pairs of like the OG Red 12s. Mm-hmm. And bro, to be honest, I lost a pair of OG Red 12s. I have no idea where they're at. Like Damn. they're, bro, I... I don't know if I, I like gave them to someone in a deal. I don't know if I sold them, bro. Like I really don't know what happened to that shoe, mm-hmm. but I just lost a pair of OG bread 12s. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was the 12. Like it, that was, that was it for me. Like I, once I started collecting again, I, I tried to get as many 12s as I could. And then it was all about variety. Like I, like I really tried to hunt down a lot of nineties basketball mm-hmm. because they weren't, it wasn't as in, you know? So like Griffey's uh, and Turf's, uh, things like that, I really try to try to get because it was new to me. So, like at the same time, once this fire was like ignited, it was around the time I could start really understanding shoes. Yeah, like I really started to, I could do my research. I could, I could look for older shoes. Um, and so I started, I started just any shoe that I find that I thought was dope. I try to, I try to get a pair of it. What was your hustle to get? Like, what did you just start working at? Like fifteen, sixteen. Yo, so to be honest, it was like just trades and 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 uh, and sell ups. You know, like mm-hmm. if I would, if I got a pair, I would trade it for like two. You mm-hmm. know, or like I'd have my I'd ask my mom for money. Or then I did start working when I was fifteen and a half. So, um, and a half. Then, like you got to make sure yeah, they get the half. And you got to have. Half. <laughs> and so, uh, I, my first job was at Adidas, uh-huh. and uh, I spent all my money. At work, like it was ridiculous, but and you know, like the, the I think the thing that's missing now is like we made sneaker connections with people mm-hmm. um, that would throw us deals all the time. Like there's this one dude, his name, ironically, his name was Aaron, and uh, he had just come home from the Navy. Well, he, what he, he gave did, you, he, just, he gave you the Aaron deal. He only yo, gives it to Aaron's. Yo, he had heat because what he was doing. <laughs> I mean, you probably know people that. When they go overseas, they, right. they don't get taxed for what they, so they just stack money and uh, he would just buy shoes and ship them home, buy shoes mm-hmm. and ship them home. And so he came home after deployment. He was there for like three years and had like just a garage full of sneakers. Wow. And uh, for him, he was like, yo, like I kind of, I grew this, blah, blah. So he got, he got real tight with me and Brian and we would bust it to his house probably like two, three times a month and then pick up shoes from him. And he would throw us crazy steals. Like I, like I remember, I traded him like a pair of True Religion jeans when they were those were hot for like three pairs of J's, and then like he gave Brian like the Raging Bull pack, uh, the fives, uh, OG box, and everything for like one sixty something ridiculous, bro. Mm-hmm. Like was just throwing us deals, and so that's what we did a lot of trades. And then when I started working, um, like I would trade, I would sell a pair to buy another pair. So I didn't, I didn't stack a, I started stacking a big collection, but. Also, like it, my collection is very transient. Like I was just kind of, I would. It was like a chess game, right? Like I'd pick up shoes that I knew would be more that would be 
like trade bait for other shoes. Yeah. And so like, even if, even though if I didn't want them in my collection, like there's a couple SBs that I traded for just because I knew SBs were hot and I could get like two pairs of J's for them, you know, or I could get a pair of shoes plus cash. And so kind of like that, like, it's kind of weird thinking about it now, but a lot of it was like playing chess, you know, maneuvering your, your collection. Yo, I mean, I never got into that hustle. Like for me, it was definitely just, I just bought and <laughs> you know, if I ever needed money, I would sell. Like I didn't yeah. get into being like, okay, let me just buy this pair and then I'll end up with two pairs if I buy this pair. And I can't even do it now because like even when I buy something, I ended up just keeping it. Like I, I have so many kicks now that are just like, ah, I wanted them at the moment. And then I was just like, oh, let me just try to like, you know, maneuver with them. And no, they just <laughs> sit like I bought. So I, I tried it like one year. I was like, all right, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to just buy whatever I can of the all-star pack with like during the galaxy. Uh, I was like, all right, let me get the KDs. Let me get the uh, Kobe's, whatever that was available at the at the Foot Locker that I walked in and they were just sitting there. I was just like, give me them. And I got them as a size 14 because they were just like, yo, this is <laughs> like, this is all they have. Let me get it. So I get it. And I sat on them for until last year. Until I was able to get rid of the KDs. I still have the Kobe's. I'm trying to get rid of those too. And I just can't. Like, I'm just like, this sucks. Like, I can't, like, I wore I wore the Kobe's and I'm just like, all right, I'm just trying to get rid of these, man. Like, I'll give you a steal. And no, no, no. Nobody wants them. So I never get lucky like that. I, I even still, you know, shot, if anybody is a size 10 and want a pair of Clark Kent Dunks, I've been holding on to a pair since they came out. Like, <laughs> they haven't moved. They have not moved. They've been just sitting there. Like, I, it's so, like, I don't, for me, I don't know why it doesn't work. I'm great at haggling. Like, I've gotten so many steals of just being like, yo, I'll, like, this guy, like, be like, offer me, like, oh, yeah, I'll give you these for 200. I'd be like, yo, but I know you, like, they look like them in Warren. And they'd be like, all right, all right, all right. I, 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 I only went on a date with them once. Like, I've, I'm telling you, I was sitting down all day and they'd just be like, Come on, man. Cut off like $50 on that. And then you're like, all right. Like, you know, (laughs) (laughs) but the, how did, how did you learn that? Like, was it just something that you were just like, or was it something that like, uh, it's like inherited, inherited in you? Like, this was an idea I just thought of. Um, no, I mean, what I think personally, I've always like my, my sneaker collection is always different. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, I never cared about hype. I never cared about what shoes were worth. Um, <clears throat> for me, it was always like what I like. So there'd be times I'd have like 15 pairs of Prestos just like, and I find all of them at the outlets, but I just really love the Presto. So I'm just going to stack up on those. Or like I had a lot of sto- uh, sock darts, like the, I just really liked the sock darts. And so for me, it was never really about like having a bunch of hype. But so like, again, I, I got to credit Brian because he, he, he always hunted for a lot of like specific stuff. Mm-hmm. And so he had to kind of be smart about what he traded because he was really into SBs and and uh, shoes like that. And for me, like I was always just about what I wanted. So I kind of learned from him, like how to maneuver. And oftentimes like the shoes I'd get, the reason I'd get two shoes back for it is because the shoes I wanted were never as expensive or never as sought after as what they wanted, right? So mm-hmm. like I wanted two pairs of Griffey's but I had a pair of SBs. I know this person is going to give up the two pair of Griffies for these SBs. And I'd rather have those in my collection than, than these SBs. And so for me, it was always just kind of about like knowing 
I guess, manipulating what I could get, you know? Um, so I never really traded for anything hype. Like I, I had, <clears throat> like, I've had a lot of heat. I'm not going to lie and say like, my collection has been trash, but like, <laughs> it's also You're just there. Like, you know, I just have, you know, a bunch of GR stuff. It's okay. <laughs> uh, nah, you know, but like, um, but it's always been very specific to what I like. And, uh, and so that's what, that's what ma- what's made it unique for me is like, um, I've never really cared about like when SBs are super hot, it never really intrigued me. You know, mm-hmm. like I wasn't like, yo, I really need a pair of these SBs or yo, these are hot. Everyone's going for them. That I'm always the person that's like, yo, these are hot right now. Let me look at these because they're probably sitting or they're probably not getting paid attention to. So I could get them for the low. And so I think that's kind of, I learned from Brian kind of how to do the hustle thing. And then I, I applied it to my own collection because um, I realized like I could, I can, I could get a lot more for what I had than, than if I wanted what everyone else wanted. No. Yeah. That's a fact. Like, you know, you got to make the game work for you. Not like you become like the, just another cog in the game. Like, you know, like all these, all these people that are just reselling or just, you know, like, Oh, I'm just going to make a buck off of this, you know, like, Oh yeah, this is my livelihood, whatever. Like, Oh, I'm going to eat. But like, you know, it, it be, that, that makes the game a little bit, like weird because you now you lose that ability to do this stuff because the money is so like oh more important than just being like you know what i can get two pairs for this like i barely like how when's the last time you've seen somebody being like yo i'm willing to trade you know yeah yeah i actually was just thinking about that recently like uh as part of like content like i wanted to talk about that like just like yo how often do trades happen anymore Mm -hmm. and i don't think they really do bro like i think if anything you know like what's more common now is like you know, size swapping, or if it's like a new release, you know, like you'll trade it for another new release. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't really see a lot of like a lot of trades, like kind of what we used to do back in the day, or <clears throat> where it's like, yo, these shoes. And and I think part of the reason, bro, is like when you start attaching like an outside value to these shoes, mm-hmm. then it's a problem. So you have platforms like Go or StockX. So then people run to those things first rather than kind of what I was doing was just, yo, do I want this shoe in my collection? You know? Right. And so for them, if it, if it's, you have my shoe can, I can sell it for 400, then whatever you trade me has to be monetarily worth exactly. the 400. Exactly. And it's not always like that with shoes. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like a lot of times, like it's like, especially for me, it's about what shoe means more in my collection. Like if I, I'm okay with giving up a pair of, you know, SB dunks that are fire because I don't care about them. Like mm-hmm. they don't, they don't need nothing sitting in my closet. But if I can get, you know, two pairs of, you know, 12s or phone posits that I really want for them, then who cares if, you know, the stock X value says I'm losing by $50, mm-hmm. you know, like for me, I got the shoes that I really wanted. And, uh, and so, yeah, I think that's, that's, that's kind of why trading is dead, you know, because everything is so like, you have to, you have to match whatever the market value is. Instead of saying like, yo, this shoe means as much to me in my collection as this other one means to you. Let's just do a straight up trade. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think which which is what I think like, you know, it's is is now becoming like an inherently different, weird 
path that nobody's willing to take now. Because like, if you be like, yo, are you willing to trade? Then people are be like, oh, but do you got like a pair of fear of gods or like, like all this rare stuff that you're just like, yo, if you, if you didn't get them the first time, how what makes you think you're going to get them now for like trading a pair of like chunky donkeys or something like that? You know, like I've seen, I've seen some really outlandish trades. Like nothing has like, uh, like ask, I mean, like nobody's ever going to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, this, this seems right. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know why you even throw that. It's always like, you know, fifteen hundred for this shoe, or give me a pair of Yeezy twos. Like you're just like, what are you talking about? <laughs> um, has there weird. has there ever been a um, like a because you're talking about trades? Has there ever been a trade that's gone bad? Ooh, um, nah. For the most part, I've been I've been lucky, man. Like mm-hmm. I've been lucky to have trades go smoothly or. I'm very selective as to like who I, I deal with, especially in the sneaker community. Like I don't, um, I'm the type of dude that'll like look at your Facebook profile and like, look at that. Like if you hit me up to buy a pair of shoes, I'll do all that. And if I don't feel comfortable, I just won't, I won't even engage. Um, which is why I end up doing a lot of deals with the same people just because once I, I can trust you, then, um, then I, then I do that. But there are times that Brian and I have shown up to deals um, I always take another person with me. I think just oh, I thought you deals like I always take or, I always take the gun <laughs> with me. <laughs> but just like I think for any sneakerhead deal deals one on one is like just bring someone with you, you right? Know, just and uh, so usually Brian will come with me, my brother will come with me, and uh, we showed up and we met this dude at like a Walmart parking lot in the back, and he was by himself, and it was like ten o'clock at night, and uh, he was just he took the bus there, so he was just standing there at the pole with the shoes in his and like two boxes in his hands. And so Brian and I were like, "Yo, like we just kind of told him like, yo, like you should never do this, like mm-hmm. you know, especially this late at night at the back of a Walmart parking lot. Like you should always bring someone with you." And it's like luckily, like we have no ill intent, right? And like we just want the shoes, and we came to do a deal with you, but it's not it's not safe and it's not worth it. You know, I've heard too many trade stories or or selling stories go bad because of that. Like people are just too trusting. And so I try to I try to only do deals with people I trust. No, no gun in the Facebook profile. That's gonna be a no trade. Nah, they have the weird <laughs> names, bro. You know, you've seen those names like they have all the weird characters and stuff. Yeah. Like, nah, Ro- nah. Ro- Robin Banks as the name, <laughs> or like is always like double entendre names. Are you just like yeah. S gets Young more cash. money? Yeah, yo. Young <laughs> Cash M O, you know, with the little trademark signs. Like, nah, bro. <laughs> These are not available. <laughs> nah, oh, I yeah, I just sold them. <laughs> yeah. Nah, I already got a deal pending. Nah. Yo, you just posted them 10 minutes ago. Yeah, yeah, bro. He hit me fast. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, yeah, it's crazy. Like, I uh, on the first, very first episode of this podcast, like, I talked about how like we don't have a sneaker community because like yeah. if you try to do a trade like back in the day, you can actually have like a, a you can grow it into something else. Like you can be like, yeah. you know, like you can meet up with somebody. I remember I met up with somebody and I traded my my Brian Anderson's because they're fitting mad tight on me. And I, and I should have I should have just been like, you know what, I'm gonna lose this weight and I'm gonna get into these Brian Anderson's because <laughs> they were a size 13 and I'm and I'm so mad I, I traded them away. But I traded him and the dude was just like, yo, man, like he like had a conversation with me after he's like, yo, you know, I'm really I'm really new into this SB stuff. Like, can you like tell me something? And like we had like an hour conversation of like, you know, like, yo, these are what's dope. Like, you know, like, but also look for stuff that hits you like it was like. 
Like I was just like bringing this new kid into the SB world because I collected SBs. And so like like now you can't even do that. It's just like, uh, no, give me the money. And then like it's everybody's just like so scared and just being like, oh, I don't know what's going to happen. You know, like if it, if if a trade even pops up. You know, yeah, yeah, that's crazy because that's how I met Monster, who does that like news, like Monsters mm-hmm. Weekend sneakers. And our, I posted up a bunch of uh, shoes, and then we just chopped it up for like an hour after, and then we just kind of kept in touch through sneakers. And then he was he's become one of my boys, and uh, future guest, future guest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to get Monster on me. He's yeah. a cool dude. But yeah, it was just through sneakers, kind of the same thing that you said. Just like we just chopped it up for a while. He was a real genuine dude, and then. After that, we just kind of checked in with each other. Like, if I had something for sale, I would, like, hit him first. and be like, yo, just so you know, I'm putting these up. If you want them, I hold them for you. And, uh, yeah, you're right. Like, it's just that sense of community has kind of been lost in uh, in the sneaker world today. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, I think, and I and I mentioned this to Brian, too. I was just like, I think I think us putting out content and, and you know, showing that there's more to sneakers than just the value price. There's actually stories behind it. There's actually, you know... Uh, you know, like you guys have the game show and there's trivia behind it. Like you, it, it, there's more to just, you know, oh, these are worth, you know, $600 on the, on StockX. Like, you know, like I, I, I think it, it, which it brings us to now, like what does, what hits you now since you're such a, a person who collects a multi variety of things, like you don't just stick in one lane. And I know you love your Jordans too, but you know, you recently copped the De La Mio's 95s. And so, like, you know, what is what is there out there that is just like or what what actually what shoes, what do shoes have to have in order for you to be like, yo, I need to have these. Like, what are what's the criteria that hits your head? That's a good question. Honestly, I love just like innovation and like. I love the runner look now. Like, mm-hmm. you know, as we get older, like it's more about comfort for me. Before when I was younger, I could wear shoes that didn't fit correctly or like, you know, let's keep it a buck. Like uh, Jordan 1s aren't that comfy. Like a lot of Jordans aren't that comfy. Comfy to um, me, man. Comfy to me. All right. <laughs> um, so for me, it's like a a lot about runners. Like I, I really love New Balances. A lot of Air Maxes. Mm-hmm. Um, New Balance. Uh, this year has been kind of my favorite brand mm-hmm. uh, just because the comfort of them and then the style. Uh, but I, I think honestly, man, like right now, it's just, it has to be different for me and it has to, I, I kind of stay away from the hype stuff. So like, I never really go for new releases. I don't like Jordan one. So mm-hmm. that X's me out of a lot of those, but like uh, recently, like the, the pairs that I, I just, I just got both the overbreaks. Yeah. Um, those are fire. Like the details on them, the React technology. Mm-hmm. Remind me a lot of the Mars Yard. So yeah, are I'm you going also going to get the Mars Yard colorway too? You know, if I can, I will, but <laughs> I doubt it. Um, but in like the New Balance 327s, mm-hmm. I really like their new model. Uh, there's, a, there's a pair coming out this Friday that I want to get. Um, so like the New Balance 327s, I really like. So just that runner look is kind of what I'm going for now. Like I... I don't like the the bulky. Um, I guess I'm, the ninety five can be kind of bulky, but yeah, bro. Probably runners is my number one right mm-hmm. now. Like I'm, I'm actually in the process of selling all my Jordans. Um, like I'm getting pictures taken because I think Saturday I'm gonna make a big post to get rid of wow. them, just because I don't really wear them anymore, you know. And and um, so I'm like, yo, why why have them sitting in my in my closet? I had a lot of Easies before, and I've slowly mm-hmm. gotten rid of them. Um, 
just because I think I think my lane is is runners like New Balances and Asics and and uh, you know nineties nineties uh, Nikes. I think those are really my like my lane in sneakers right now. You are probably gonna be like, all right, I'm gonna send it, sell this last Jordan. You'll be like, damn it, I want all of them back now. Watch. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I, I am gonna keep a pair. I'm gonna keep a couple of pair. I'm gonna keep a pair of black cement. Well, I have two pairs of black cement threes. I'm gonna mm-hmm. keep because you you just gotta have those in the stash. And then uh, I have a pair of playoff eight lows that I want to keep. And then I'm I'm probably okay with parting with the rest. You know, like I. I'm trying to get to that point, bro, which is hard as a sneakerhead to where you limit what you have so that you can wear it all, you know, because it, it, sometimes it gets to the point where, you, bro, you haven't seen a shoe in months, you know, because you yeah. just don't have, like you have your dailies and then you have like the shoes you wear on special occasions and then the other shoes in the middle just kind of get overlooked. You never see them. I mean, I totally get that. And I recently had uh, the Air Vegan on and he made my sneaker collecting brain just like rattle where you know he talks about like you know we as people we we as uh, you know as people live in excess like we like to have a lot of one thing that we fall in love with but what what happens to you know all this excess that when you're not able to wear it all the time like you know like what what happened to when you were into sneakers you beat them down and then you figured out ways to keep them coming back like you you know you like you could resold them yourself you can duct tape them like what happened to that and um you know that that also just like resonated into me like i don't really i'm i mean i don't really cop a lot but that's more because of force than it is by choice so you know i really just like i cut back as much as possible um but like you know if i look at a shoe and i'm like yo i need to have it i'm gonna try for it you know like i i mean i i don't know if you ever if you heard me say this but i was just like yo if i get the carpet companies, the bacons, and the clots, I am good for the year. And I would, I would just hold, I would just hold that. Like I wouldn't buy anything else. But but I also end up just shifting into buying something else. Like I I yeah. the money's always gonna be gone. This is what I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> the money's yes. gonna be gone. But um I think it's just like, you know, what because like I mean Brian Brian said that recently, you know, he's like, Oh yeah, I'm trying to slim down my collection too. And I think I, maybe I have a problem of just like, I just can't sell stuff. I, no, that's all sneakerheads, bro. That's, <laughs> that's all sneakerheads that are nostalgic because even Brian, you'll hear him say, yo, I regret selling these, you know, or yeah. I wish I would have held on to these. And I think all of us, because it's it's more than just a sneaker for us, you know, like when we buy a shoe, it's because we we're in, kind of invested in it. Like we, we like the design, we like the story behind it. Like it's not just we're not just grabbing to grab it, you know, like, mm-hmm. like you said, you had three specific shoes that you, like, if you got them, you're good because there's like a desire for those shoes. Like you're not just waking up and hitting on everything on sneakers just cause you know, you want to. And I think, uh, so, uh, we had Matt Hatfield on our show, mm-hmm. uh, last season, the founder of nice cakes. And he, he said something that really resonated with me. And, uh, he said he's, he's learned cause he said he had over 3000 pairs of shoes. And then he said he's down to like less than 15, which mm-hmm. is crazy on its own. And uh, he said he just, he learned how to appreciate a shoe without having it. And I think that's something that I need to work on as a, like as a sneakerhead that I'm trying to work on is I see a shoe that I really like and the impulse is right, is right away to buy it. Right. And, uh, and then I'll buy some shoes and then I won't ever wear them. And then a 
And then a month later, I realized like, yo, I wasn't into this shoe as much as I thought I was. Mm -hmm. But then I kind of just wasted the money on the shoe. And then now I just want to get rid of it. And so I'm I'm trying to be pickier with what I get. And uh, so that I actually appreciate the shoe. You know, like that's why the Della Meals were so important to me. And then the day breaks, because those are shoes that I was genuinely interested in. It wasn't, there wasn't a lot of hype around those shoes. Um, and so I think that's what slimming down my collection is going to be like for me. It's just kind of proving to myself, like, yo, you can, you can appreciate shoes from afar. Like, you know, those, you don't need those dunks to like appreciate the story and the design of them. You know, you don't need every colorway of the 990 V4, you know, to, yeah. to appreciate how like comfy or how good of a shoe that is. And so that's what I, that's what I'm working on is just trying to cut back. And if I, if it's something I really want, then I can go for it. But other than that, like those little impulses we get as sneakerheads where it's like, yo, those are fire. Let me get them. Like I'm trying to, I'm trying for it to be just a little more than that. Like, mm-hmm. all right, yeah, they're fire, but you want them because of why. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you make a hundred percent valid point. I'd never gotten to the point where I had the sneaker wall. And so I oh, want yeah. the sneaker wall at least once <laughs> in my life, but oh, I don't man. need it to be like 30,000 pairs or something like that. Like, you know, um, but what what's funny is that I think like I've I've been this guy where just like, yo, I'm never going to spend more than one hundred fifty dollars for a pair of sneakers. And I was that for so long until like until maybe the the first off whites. I think that's when I hit two fifty on a pair of sneakers. I was just like, whoa, this is crazy on the first off white fives like. I was just, I was just like, okay, this is a lot, and now it's just become like, yo, I'm paying one fi- over one fifty for almost every pair. So, you know, like once you break the the seal, that seal is broken, man. <laughs> that's that's so facts. Like, that's facts because that was the same way. Like I was like, yo, I, I don't want to spend, and I and on, I for the most part, I don't spend a trade crazy ton of money on shoes. But like when I, I remember for me, it was like when I I bought my first pair of three fifty V twos. You know, like. I think it was the zebras, and then it was like two twenty retail plus tax. It was like two fifty, mm-hmm. and I'm like walked out. I'm like, dang! And then it was so much easier the next time to buy another pair. Yeah. And then you're like, yo, now all of a sudden now I'm I'm okay with spending two hundred plus on a pair of shoes, and I hate it because you know <laughs> Nike just and these places just keep raising the price because they know we're gonna pay it. <laughs> <laughs> yo, it's crazy. But I like to end every episode uh, with this question, and you know I ask Brian the same question, so. What does the thrill of the hunt mean to you? Thrill of the hunt. I think uh, for me, the thrill of the hunt is is looking for a shoe that you really, really want. Uh, specifically for me, it's a shoe that I've I've wanted in my collection that I've that means it's sentimental to me. And then being able to find it for the price, the right price, and at the right time from the right person. I think uh, I think not willing to compromise uh what you want as far as your uh like as far as your your standards right like you're not just gonna like what we just talked about with like mm-hmm. pricing right like any money can buy everything right but then that doesn't really satisfy the hunt like it's getting that pair for the the price that you really were willing to pay for it that's yeah. i think that's a thrill of the hunt yo facts let everybody know where they can find you man Yo, uh, so you can follow me on Instagram at Aaron Diaz uh, with three Z's because you're sleeping on me. No, I'm just <laughs> um, but it is Aaron Diaz at Aaron Diaz on Instagram. Uh, you could also uh, 
find me on at Goody Two Shoes LV, uh, which is our shoe uh, show. And uh, yeah, man, Oz, thank you so much, man, for having me on. Nah. I appreciate you. Thank you for jumping on. And for everybody out there, wear your kicks. Peace. Facts.